Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando, and I'm Rick Rando, and we are here for another week, guys. We're back on welcome the couch. back to the Victory Couch. We hope you've had a victorious week, friends. Very productive. Yes, very productive. I think so. I mean, we're in that part of the year where you're just kind of pushing through to summer something if it's a break or a trip or something it's kind of best case scenario because the the weather is warmer yes but you're not you don't have to cut the grass see so that's it's a good day see spring but but the pollen's coming you know what i mean it's coming i see you as a glass half full kind of guy how about you stick with the it's nice outside and we (laughs) like it you know i'm just trying to be real here on the couch no well hey speaking of real you know which episode number we're really at i do you know what we're at? We're at the 10th episode of season two, which means... On the 10s. On the 10s. <laughs> with Rick's special uh, announcer voice is back, guys. So if you're new to the Victory Couch for this season, let's just tell you, we like to have fun every 10 episodes. We do. And do something kind of silly. It's called On the 10s because we just made it up. And what it means is I will do uh, five this or that's. And Rick will do five this or that. So you'll catch on really quickly. I feel like we don't need to explain any yeah, more it's rapid that. fire answers. Rapid fire. Yeah. 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 Do you want to start, Rick? I, I will start. All right. I'm putting my notes down so I can be fully present. Hit it. Okay. Ready? Passenger or driver? Driver. Sauce on the side or on top? On the side. Silly hats or silly socks? Silly socks. Attend a party or host a party? Uh, attend a party. Sweating or shivering? Shivering. Done. Those that are all was correct good. Answers. The last one I had to think about. Yeah, too hot or too cold, right? Yeah, but it was a different way to say it. It's true. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Do so you want to sweat or do you want to be freezing? I, I want neither. <laughs> Did any of my five surprise you at all? Um. No. Okay. Not really. Yeah. I mean, the the hard one, the party. The party was hard because you you. Um, I like not having to do the work. That's, that's why right. I chose what I chose. Well, it's not the work; it's the cleanup. Oh it's yeah, the that's cleanup. Too. The cleanup yeah. is rough. After but I a like party. I like bringing things together, and of yes. course, I do like control of certain things. And yes, theming and all that so much fun. And you're a detailed person. Yeah, so I love you're kids very birthday good at parties. Yes, yes, you are very good at hosting and throwing parties. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. I did have years of professional experience in that world as well. Yes, yes. She did. yes she did. All right. My on the tens. You ready? I'm ready. Rapid fire. Here Bring we go. It. Spring or summer? Spring. Baseball or soccer? Baseball. Popcorn or pretzels? Popcorn. Go to the dentist or go to the doctor? Dentist. Band or chorus? Band. Okay. Boom. Good. All right. The only no hesitation. No hesitation. No hesitation. 
You said spring out of spring or summer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, you don't if you're not sure, you can go back and listen to some previous episodes where me and Summer, we just don't get along. We don't along. get along. We don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. On the right side of the couch, we're fans of summer. <laughs> and we love this time of year because it's the precursor to all things summery and swimming and yeah, popsicles. So, but you could ask me a question like summer or fall, and I would say fall. And you'd say winter or summer, and I would say winter. Right. It would just Anything be, but summer. Yeah. But anything surprise you about my answers? No, none at all. <laughs> none at all. No. So basically, we're doing this for the fans. We, yeah, you guys yeah. can learn a little there bit more. Go. If you're, you're like, oh, more. I thought Rick would choose soccer over baseball. No, he was baseball. Yeah, yeah. baseball. Yeah, it is what it is. Although, although. Yes. I'm getting, I'm finally getting the hang of soccer a little bit. I mm-hmm. still am a little bit unsure about offsides, but I, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Yeah. You go to enough travel tournaments, you start picking up on stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Is what yep. it is. Well, hey, if it's okay with you, hon, I'm going to start us off this Let's week. do this. Cool? Yes. So, in case you don't know, Julie brings two questions to me. I bring two questions to her. We have no idea what we're going to ask the other person, but we banter and we uh, hopefully solve the world's problems right here from the comfort of our couch. So, Julie, you get to ask the first question. What do you got? Let me start with, we're not going to be able to solve too many problems, but we can at least share with you our insights and victories. That's right. At the very least. Right. Which, yeah. yeah if the world asks us what we should do like our and preference. actually listened, we may be able to solve the world's problems. Sounds good. Hey, you know how we like nostalgia? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Do you know the saying, like, follow him down like the rabbit hole or, oh, we fell into a rabbit hole? Yes. Okay. This is kind of those things because I'm going to ask you... As we approach this coming weekend, it is Easter. Yes, Easter. What are your memories of Easter as a kid? What was like, Mm. what were the signs of Easter? Oh, like I most remember this about celebrating Easter as a kid. I'm thinking like Ricky, like young coming along. What, like what were your, some of your traditions you remember? Or like, what did you look forward to? Like tell let's talk Easter. Okay. What do you got? Well, good. First of all, we would wake up and yes, the Easter bunny would come to the Rando household. It was a very pleasant experience where the bunny would drop uh, gifts, presents, and eggs. Uh, some were full of candy. Some were full of jelly beans. Some were full of, like, coins and such. Hmm. Little trinkets and toys and okay. all that kind of good stuff. So they were hidden about. My sister usually had one set of eggs. I had another set. So... You know, she was younger, so mm. they would be in easier places to find, that kind of thing. And then we would have to try to find our Easter baskets. They were huge, and they were usually hidden in a closet or somewhere where you, you know, behind a chair or something, because they were pretty massive. So uh, also, um, we would then, of course, go to church. Um, and ironically, the craziest thing I remember is our neighbor, when I was younger, they had a lot of kids. And they had a lot of grandkids. So they would have the biggest Easter egg hunt outside mm. in the afternoon after, I guess, all their, you know, church services, that kind of thing. I just thought it was neat. You know, you have this this whole family and they've got all the grandkids over there and the boys are dressed, you know, in their Easter best, you know, and they've got the bow ties on and little girls had dresses on and just so cute. And they got all the little baskets and the little ones are rolling around and the big kids are trying to help the little kids. It was just kind of cute to watch that. And because we were already finished, we did our festivities in the morning and then went to church and we were on to, you know, other things, I guess, whatever we did as young kids on a Sunday, you know, in the uh, eighties, which I don't know, I guess it was, it wasn't much, (laughs) 
because everything was closed back then on Sunday, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just simple stuff, simple stuff. Chocolate, you know, the Easter uh, bunnies with the hollow ears. So that was kind of cool. Did you like those or not really? Yeah, I yeah. was a fan. Yeah. Look, if you get a big solid Easter bunny yes. and it's full, how do you eat that thing? One it, ear at ma- a time. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. Yeah. But because it's like it's hollow, you can break it up in little chunks and, and eat it and it just it's better. It doesn't last as long, but it's easier to eat. Okay. I know many of your favorite Easter candies now. Yeah. Have they remained the same over the years? Like what what did yeah. Ricky love to get in his Easter basket? Oh, jelly beans. I mean, they're the best. I'm going jelly beans. Straight jelly beans. Although straight you're a chocolate man, but you go straight to the... Well, back then my palate wasn't as refined no, as it is now. No, of course not. No. You know, I didn't know to mix the uh, peanut M&Ms with the plain. <laughs> didn't know what that ratio was. It took 44 years to go ahead and put that concoction together. Live so, and learn, right? Yeah. 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 So Pretty simple. Easter was pretty simple. I just remember the Easter grass being in the Easter baskets. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just says everything you need to know. You know, you know, the plastic grass, you know, yeah, what I'm it kind of gets all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's that's Easter to me. Yeah. Baskets of grass. OK, so um, thank you for sharing. Also, yes. I know that the Easter bunny currently at your childhood house does hide things for our children, for the grandchildren. I did not realize that went as far back because where I come from, the Easter bag baskets were never hidden see oh i see they were just on the dining room table when you woke up kind of like christmas morning and santa claus's things strewn about it's kind of like yeah. a similar vibe yeah well every every bunny every bunny every house. household is a different <laughs> tradition right well yeah i mean yeah. the bunny's not going to do the same thing for uh, everybody how would boring, boring would that be way boring That'd be a boring bunny no no we just had it was always in the dining room because i think the dining room's fancier yeah and it was always a lace tablecloth that, um, you know, we had at my childhood home, I think still to this day, probably. And, um, you know, the big, we had the like wicker Easter baskets, none of the plastic ones. Yeah. It was always like, yeah, like we a, had real, we a had real woven basket, yeah, right? No plastic yeah, in our house. And it was ex- the real deal. Right. And they, we had the exact same basket each year. Yep. So you knew which, you know, belonged to which kid and that kind of thing. Um, Plastic egg hunts happened at my grandmother's house. Mm. So we might, my mom, if she does one day listen to this, she might be like, Julie, we did Easter egg hunts for you. She may have, but my memory is vivid at my grandparents' house because Mm. I'm one of 12 grandchildren and we would have all over the place. It was also the only house that I remember going to where coins in the eggs sometimes happen. Yeah, that's good stuff Um, there. Yeah, I don't have... They're about the only place I remember having coins. And maybe a dollar in an egg? I don't... I might be making that up in my brain. But plastic egg hunt at my um, grandparents' house with all the cousins. And for a young girl growing up in the 80s, it was all about that Easter dress. Yeah. Okay. So you might have seen this from afar watching your sister, but it was all about like, what color dress are you wearing? Are we going purple? Are we going pink? Are we going yellow, turquoise? You know, any of the pastels. Also, as a kid, my birthday fell on Easter before. So I have a memory of an Easter birthday. Um, My mom, like clockwork, took our pictures at... um, my brothers would remember this at the tulip patch. 
So we always had to have our picture at the exact same tulip patch every year, all the time. And that was, it's not Easter unless you stay in your Easter outfit after church, you get your picture there. As a girl, I often had like an Easter hat and uh, yeah, that it was all about the dress. The dress equaled Easter, big, 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 big part of it. Tulip photo, have to have, and the classic Easter egg hunt with all the grandkids. And um, we were pretty simple in dinner. It was always like Easter ham. What about you guys? I don't remember what we had for Easter dinner, but uh, uh, my grandfather was around and he was a gourmet chef. So it was always delicious. Something good. Yes. Yeah. Do you like Easter? Generally speaking. Do I like Easter? Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl for Christians. What yeah. are you talking about? I Do I like Easter? <laughs> I, I just don't like generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Well, it is. you know, I, um, yeah, I'm a fan of Easter. Yeah. I, I enjoy, I enjoy okay. Easter. <laughs> but there be, is there anybody that doesn't like Easter? I don't know. I mean, I, I think, don't know. I think there's some holidays that you might be like more, you know, like all really good memories of. Easter's just, it's, Yeah. The, it is the Super Bowl of the Christian holidays, honey. Yeah, that's very true. But no, to me, it brings good memories. And we would be remiss not to mention the best Easter candy of all time, which is? Um, Reese eggs. Are you kidding 100%. me? 100%. Are you kidding and, me? Okay. Can you explain to the people who don't get why they are the best? Out of all the Reese's products, why are Reese's eggs the very best? I feel like you would be able to explain well, this well. Here, here's the thing. We talked earlier about ratios. Yes. And there is more peanut butter the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is the there's more peanut butter in the eggs than the cups so yeah. if i'm having a Reese cup it's good it's not nothing wrong with it i'm not going to pass it pass up on sure. it but if i had a, a choice between the cup and the egg i'm going egg all, all the all way here yeah because there's more peanut butter and i'm not a peanut butter fan i don't even i don't necessarily like peanut butter i don't i don't usually eat peanut butter on anything except a good smucker's peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the crust yeah that's a different story. That's However, story. I'm telling you, those eggs. Classic. They make Easter. They make it. They yeah. make Easter. I don't know when they came out either. I'm sure we could Google that. But um, I don't remember eating those as a kid. I do remember the Cadbury cream eggs. Ugh. Yeah. You can have mine. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are good, too. If the but, Easter Bunny puts those in my basket, they're going to you. Be happy to give. Oh. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Easter's coming. So it's coming. Get ready, guys. couple days. Be ready. Make sure your house is prepared for the bunny. And the uh, the Reese's eggs do go very quick at the grocery store and your local Target, etc. Yeah. So we highly recommend if you haven't scooped those up, get a couple quickly because on on Saturday you're not going to find any in the stores, mm-hmm. guys. Make nope. sure you have them now, today. Yep. Okay, get them. Do it up. There you go. All right, Jules, you ready for my first question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I'm I'm thinking we're talking about being being a kid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I'm going to stay in that lane, okay, because okay. I'm going to switch my questions around here. I had these in a different order. That's fine. Go but uh, because we're talking about, you know, being a kid, um, what personality traits or trait got you in the most trouble as a child? Yeah. Talk to me about getting in trouble as a kid. Go. Yeah. I was a really good kid and didn't get in trouble a whole lot. However. Wait a minute. Time out. You, you didn't get grounded. You didn't get no. in trouble at all, at all. I never got grounded. You never got grounded as a kid? No. How do I not know this? I was a really good kid. I got to talk um, to your mother. You can. She'll tell you I never got grounded. I can tell you, though, um, this takes it way back. My siblings would probably tell you the characteristic of whining or tattling would probably what 
would be what got me in trouble. As the youngest sibling, I was told that I was whiny and I told on my brother. So like I do notice this with our daughter that she uh, she has the similar vibe. If she watches her brother do something, she's super, super quick to call him out on it. And I apparently did the exact same thing. So as far as something that um, I wouldn't necessarily say got, well, I guess it got me in trouble a little bit. It'd be like, Julie, like kind of like. But you got talked to about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, like, Julie. Honey, like for real. Let it go. I, I'm not, I, I'm no saint, but I just, I watched my brothers <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's kind of the story of my life. <laughs> you learn by, uh, of what not to do. I yeah. Guess, right? I mean, sure. Okay. You pull up my parents and you put them on the phone today. They'll be like, yeah, Ju- yeah, Julie got in trouble a few times, but nothing that rings in my head is like, I, I, I was never grounded. I'm sure I was like, I cannot believe punished that. for different things. But I cannot believe you were never grounded at no, all. No, I mean, I'm sure like, wow. again, I'm, I'm a kid who we all make mistakes. I'm sure I was punished for things, but hmm. I don't know. I was never grounded. What about in school? Did you ever get in trouble at school? No, I mean, I had a couple not so good grades before. My parents were way understanding, like as long as I tried the best I could. And I remember having like I took physics in high school. I don't know. I mean, that's a long story of why I even tried to sign up for that class. But um, yeah, it made zero sense to me. I went in on Saturdays to try to like learn more for like Saturday catch up day to show initiative, even though it still made zero sense (laughs) to me. Um, but my high school best friend's dad was a physicist and she kind of talked me into signing up for it. Oh yeah. Dad can help. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Like, well, Physics I wouldn't say easy. she said that, but she definitely was like, mm-hmm. my dad's a physicist, Julie. Like that's the class to take. So we did. And the teacher was nice. Like he was kind of like goofy, but really sweet. And, um, I didn't do so good in that class, but I didn't get in trouble for it. Like I didn't. I don't know. My parents were so cool about who they were. I really didn't get nailed to. I think they were just kind of, by the time they got to me, they were like, she hadn't screwed up that bad. Like, we're okay. I don't know. Man. I don't know, brothers. What do you think? Rough. That's probably, they, they would say, yep, she Poor got it. brothers. They'd probably say I got away with stuff. They're listening right now. Your brothers are rolling their eyes Possibly. like, man, we got away with everything. Yeah, I think they never would. got grounded. Listen. No, I didn't. I just, look, I just want to say, if you're a listener and you never got in trouble as a kid, like my good friend on the right I side of the couch. I never got in trouble. I, need to kn- I, I saved being a little crazy for later, you know, like first year of college. But that's <laughs> okay. a whole other story right. for another day. I did day. say as a kid, so yeah. I get that. As a kid, no. I mean, but you asked me what character trait. Right. And my answer was None. I was whiny. No, I'll rewind the tape. I said I was whiny, which my brothers would say I was. And I tattled on them. Those are the character traits that did get me in trouble because they'd be like, Julie, like kind of knock it off. You don't have to keep telling on them all the time. I did do that. My brothers are nodding. Yes, I did do that. So those are the the character traits. But the trouble that you got into was, Julie, just don't do that anymore. And you said, yes, dad. Yes, mom. And that was it. You whined one time and that was it? No, no. I was a consistent whiner as a kid. I'm I'm going to break down mine here for you. Well, I know... Yeah, I know. I know some of yours. <laughs> Gracious. Okay, you ready? I yeah, got go three ahead. words for you. Okay. Exercises self control. Okay. Was that on your report card? Every single <laughs> like, quarter. Doesn't doesn't it? That's exercise? right. I needed work on that. <laughs> I needed work on that. I was a talkative mm-hmm. child. I like to talk. Really? Okay. Yeah. Who would who would have guessed <laughs> who that? Who guessed podcast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I just like to t- I like to talk, and I always had something to say, and apparently it was not welcome. 
at our school. So I'm just <laughs> saying. So I remember my mother, mm-hmm. or my fourth grade teacher, drove me to this woman's house Uh-oh. on a Saturday morning. Oh, no. And she made me walk up and knock on that door to where this, this woman lived and made me apologize in person for talking and being disrespectful in her class. Now, listen, parents, that's the kind of trouble I was in, okay? Right? Julie got a, oh, dear, just don't do that. I got a, we're going to this woman's house. But I was not disruptive in school. That's right. You were so you were a perfect angel child. Stop. The normal, it's normal people, which I don't know how many people out there had to apologize to their fourth grade teacher, but yeah, I did. Shoot. My mom was not messing around. Like, no. you better shut your mouth when you're there. So um, I think that was, I think in fourth grade, May I don't know. It might have been one of the last times I got a, you know, an N, and which is needs improvement, by the way, in exercise self control. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes I used to let things come out before I th- fully thought them through. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my filter wasn't quite as sharp as it is now. Um, yeah. So that's that's my biggest trait that got me in the most trouble. Was talking out of turn and. Yeah. Making classroom management very challenging for your fourth grade teacher. I well, that just uh, that I would I was I would say I was the class clown, but mm-hmm. I was funny uh, in, in in especially when I got to high school. You know, I could always try to make somebody laugh, and I, my you know um, way to fit in was always to was always laughter. Um, so if I could make you laugh, then I knew that we're, you weren't going to try to beat me up, mm-hmm. um, and that was a good thing. So I was uh, I did the announcements on the you know in the morning the. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd come on and do, read all the announcements. That was me. I sometimes I would do funny things on there, and um, yeah. So, so the trait that got you in trouble the most was, was my mouth talking yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I the only thing I remember a teacher calling my parents in for is I couldn't properly use scissors as a kindergarten student. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a thing i know but that's like they okay. were like julie doesn't know how to use scissors really okay well. and if you're an adult who does not know how to use scissors <laughs> we want to know Stop how it. you turned out i was out. five when that happened and my mom just had me practice all the time and like after that she's like oh, okay and then i had all these dotted line papers <laughs> like, curse those dotted hey, line papers we need some rice for dinner hey julie cut open the bag <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible no that right. was the only and my mom will tell that story she'll be like yeah, that's the only time I ever got called to school was <laughs> kindergarten. So on the left side of the couch, <laughs> we we can't hold our tongue. On the right side of the couch, she can't hold her scissors. Not properly. So there no. you go. I did it the way I wanted to. Does that surprise <laughs> you? No, it does not. <laughs> oh, love it. All right. So for my second question tonight, this one is a kind of futuristic type question. Ooh, okay, like you ready? That. I like that. And it's about you and I. So my question to you is, what do you want our kids to learn from us about marriage? Ooh, you can wow. think for a minute. That's a pretty deep one. No, no, no. I got a, I got a pretty quick list here. Okay, hit it. I'm going to be fast. Yeah. Okay, because this can get deep. It could, but okay. keep it where you want. Um, one, patience. I want them to learn or at least acknowledge that you and I had pretty good patience with each, with each other. Mm-hmm. So patience when one of us messes up or when we say something we shouldn't. See, previous question. Um, or when um, somebody doesn't get something or when they make a mistake uh, or break something or spill something or destroy something or accidentally throw something away. 
Um, I would say number one would be hopefully they saw that we had patience. Number two, communication. Mm -hmm. And I think um, the ability to communicate, in fact, before we started recording tonight, we were laying out, you know, you know, tomorrow's game plan, the battle plan of our activities and who's going to go where and who's going to pick up this person and we're getting to this field and that kind of thing. And I think we've gotten better at that um, as we um, obviously have, as we've gotten busier, but I think as we've become more mature in our marriage, we've gotten a lot better at communication. I remember we had an argument uh, when we I think first got married, we were in Disney world once and it was at animal kingdom. I'll never forget this. And you went in one door, I went in uh, another door and we were supposed to meet somewhere and we couldn't find each other for like 10 minutes. This is before cell phones, I guess. And you know, that was a big deal. Like you had to have a meeting place, you know, before you had a phone, like, okay, you got to meet here at four o'clock. And if that person wasn't there, you assumed that, oh my gosh, something bad happened. And I just remember that we didn't communicate. We got back together. Like, well, I thought it's this, elephant and I thought it was this elephant and it was just this whole big thing and basically the rest of the day was ruined because it was just tainted you know and it was just because of lack of communication so I I want our children to hopefully acknowledge and just maybe admire the way that you and I communicate and the other thing is that um that we still love each other that's so passe I guess or maybe cliche I don't know how you want to say it um but we do. We still love each other. We still hold our hand, uh, each other's hands. We still cry at sappy movies. Um, you know, we still stop to look at each other's eyes, and we still try to date each other every once in a while. We try to squeeze that in there. But um, also, we do occasionally kiss each other in front of the kids. They hate that, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Um, but I don't have a problem holding my wife's hand. I don't have a problem opening the door for her. I don't have a problem still continuing to to prop her up. And she is always supporting me no matter what's going on, no matter how tired we are, no matter how uh, many balls we are juggling in the air, we still make time to be the most important ball in the other person's life. Mm, that's good. So those are my top three. That's good. I'll keep mine quick too. And I actually wrote down one of the same things you did. Well, I guess kind of too. I wrote the words communicate. I want them to learn that from us how to properly communicate with your spouse. I think we've really come a long way with that. So I agree. Communication. Laughter's on my list. Yeah. We laugh good. a lot. And we do. We do. Um, that, that's such a fiber that keeps us together is laughter. So I hope that they learn that from us, that whoever you find is your partner, like keep laughter in it. It's really precious. So after laughter, one of the things that you were getting at was how we support one another. I 100% believe that our children will see that in us, and I hope that they carry that into their future relationships. And, you know, if they end up marrying, I hope that they support their spouse greatly. I hope that they never make it a competition. I think we've gotten really good at that, of keeping it where we are on a level playing field and not one of us has more value than the other that we're equal and we're very supportive of each other. And my last thing on the list is I hope our kids learn that we were always each other's safe space. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I even said that to Dee earlier tonight, like she was um, watching something a little spooky and I was like, daddy always makes me feel comfortable when I'm scared or when I'm feel uneasy. And I know he'll do that for you. Like 
and she was like, yeah, mom, maybe daddy can come back and read with me tonight, you know? So I hope that she remembers and, and Lawson too, that something you're looking for in your spouse is they should be your safe space, the place you go to, um, kind of when you want to get away from the world and, and feel known and loved and all of those things. So yeah, that's my list. Communication, laughter, supporting each other and being each other's safe space. So here's the thing. Hmm. Not that we have the perfect marriage, right. but um, if you're younger and you're listening, because we do have a younger demographic mm-hmm. that listens to us, be very selective and look for some of these same qualities when you are dating. Yeah, that's good. So be careful not to be wooed or mesmerized by abs and curves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like take your time and look for the character because beauty fades, right? right? One day, you know, you're going to be wrinkly and saggy and, and slow, right? But what's left is your character. It's, it's you know, the love that, that you have for yourself, but also the love that you're giving the other humans. So yeah, be, be careful. I think a lot of times people, they rush in because of how, Someone looks, and obviously that is important to mm-hmm. some degree, right? Right. Because that's what initially draws us to somebody. Yeah. But also, you have to look, and you have to value how someone looks on the inside, right? Yep. Yeah. So good stuff. All right. I have another question for okay. you. Okay. My second question is, it's all about feedback. So sometimes we go, we go, and we do something that we need correction on or that we needed work on and we've both been on both the receiving end of that and the delivery end of that when you have to correct someone or something whether it's from being a coworker or a subordinate or um, somebody is giving us feedback of somebody that is a, a boss or a leader or even just as a parent so my question is today uh, what's the best way um that you either receive and or give feedback. Okay, so when giving feedback, I mean, I'll think about when I've worked with, um, you know, colleagues who happen to be my direct reports. Can I approach it that way? Um, The first thing I do when, let's say it's a annual review, I personally prepare incredibly well. I make sure that I go through very detail-oriented you know, situations, scenarios, I keep records throughout the year, I write things down as they happen. So when, you know, that time comes, first off, I don't, I'm going straight to mid-year or annual evaluations, just because that's when we give feedback in the workplace. So I'll try my best to zip this up. But essentially, coming in prepared, making sure you're educated, making sure that you're not just talking to talk. I think a lot of times, supervisors can just kind of fill the air because you have a paper in front of you with certain categories you have to handle. Um, But one way, especially I think with constructive feedback is I try to be really thorough and you know, you hear the thing compliment sandwich, you hear of that, like give a praise, say something really awesome about, you know, the person who's in the same room as you Um, tell them something they need to work on and then sandwich it with something else that they do really well. You know, you hear that all the time. Uh, I try to remember that, but I think I'm just really authentic and honest with how, I mean, that's how I live life in general. So if I'm giving someone feedback about something that's uncomfortable, I wouldn't have waited to the last minute. 
that's something that I learned over time, you know, especially as a supervisor to other employees. You don't wait until, let's say, for example, a year end evaluation to handle something sticky. Like that's the worst time to do it. You don't wait to say something awesome either. You know, if an if a direct report that I happen to work alongside of did something great, I make sure I give them feedback or, you know, I've had employees before where they insert themselves where they're not needed. And that's a little bit uncomfortable to be like, Hey, that's not really your place, but how do you say that gracefully for me? It just, it takes knowing the person, you know, I know some people on the other side of the table, if you will, or in the room that need feedback. Um, as a colleague, I would, approach it basically if someone's a straight shooter and I know that about them I will go straight to it it's kind of like know your people right or if yeah. I know someone who's really sensitive yeah. which I have worked mm-hmm. with a few of them um, you know you have to take it really delicate and easy and think about hey I know this might hit you this way and sometimes I just do I do that I acknowledge what I'm about to share with you might come across as fill in the blank I, I want you to know I'm sharing this with you because blank. So I think handling things delicately when providing feedback, knowing your person, knowing the person you're speaking to well, um, match them with what's best for them, whether it's a direct approach or very, very delicate or somewhere in between. I think just know your person well yeah, is like a good that. one. I like that. I think that is, you. I think it's essential. You can't put feedback in a box yeah, and say, okay, this is a one size fit all fits all kind of thing. And you are, you're right. If you have somebody that's more sensitive, you can't just call them and say, Hey Jason, look, um, yeah, you, you can't, you can't do that. That's, you know, I don't like the, uh, the papers filed this way. That's not how we're going to do it here. And Jason just, he's, he breaks down and he's, no, no, I don't mean, I, I didn't even know that about it. And it just goes south right there. And you're like, no, 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 look, I just, I'm really busy today. And I just had to get this out because I'm, and then it's, it, it can explode. Right. You know, you, you have to, I'm know telling you, you just nailed something very deep and essential when you communicate, you have to know, mm-hmm. have to know. And, you know, we're always coaching our 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 son as he gets older of when is the right time to ask for stuff mm-hmm. when's the right time to interject in a conversation and he's still learning these things as we all go through it right of trying to figure out timing right so that that's sort of another thing know your people and know the timing of when this this needs to be delivered is this something that can wait is it essential because somebody is in jeopardy of getting hurt or fired or being unethical, okay, that's a that's a now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or is it, hey, we can mention this to Peggy tomorrow when she comes in because, you know, it's just not essential 10 minutes before she's ready to leave to hit her with this thing, whatever right. it is. So I, I would say that you're spot on um, with knowing and spot on with um, the delivery. And then also giving the person, you know, what they need to then win moving forward. Like... We call it PCP, praise, correct, praise. You, you called it a compliment sandwich. So it's like, okay, you're doing this well. This needs a little adjustment. And in order to continue to thrive, um, once you make this adjust, adjustment, you're going to continue to soar. And just like you have before, like when you did this and when you did that. And for me personally, that's the kind of way that I would want to receive feedback. On the flip side, 
when you're doing something positive, um, the Disney model is give the person R, A-R-E. So to appreciate, to recognize, and to encourage all the time, A-R-E. And the Disney model is to continue to pour in to people and you see somebody doing something right, you catch them doing something right, and you immediately recognize them. You prop them up, and whether it's in, in the best way to... Um, to speak to that person. And it could be this person um, is all about money. So it could be a raise or a bonus. It could be that they need validation in front of their, their coworkers. It could mean that they just need a hug. It could mean that this person just needs a, hey, I saw what you did there, fist bump, brother. It could be a, it could be a social media uh, something. It could be that they need some sort of um, recognition you know, corporately uh, or in their department. Everybody's different. You know, and depends on their level of humility and also their ego, right? But um, R, A-R-E, is something that you can always dish out uh, immediately. And, um, yeah, it's good stuff. We're to the point. It's time to go over our couch crumbs. Julie? Well, that's always such a – it's a way we have to wrap up something that is crummy and tough to talk about. I'm going to keep mine very um, surface-sounding. But someone close to me has been in the hospital and isn't doing well. And that's really all I want to share. That's That's been a couch crumb of me, for mm-hmm. me this week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to watch you uh, go through that. And um, yeah, our prayers go out uh, to that particular person and to Julie. So Thank you. if you are the praying type, um, yeah, shoot us over some. So, um, well, mine doesn't sound nearly as bad. But I'll I'll try to go there. Um, If you own an Apple Watch, you know about closing your rings. And it's very important to close your rings or or to try to close your rings all the time. And I am a, a ring closer, people. I'm a ring closer. They're shocked, honey. But last week... I, I don't even this want to, is a safe space, honey. Okay. It's a safe space. Go ahead. Last week, every night, I plug in my Apple Watch. Uh-huh. It charges overnight so I can get the full juice out of the watch. I plugged it in, or so I thought. I put my watch on. I left the house, and I was gone for the first seven hours of the day. I realized about three hours in that my phone was binging, but it wasn't binging to my watch. And I realized that my watch was dead and it wasn't logging in all of my activities and and Mm -hmm. things. So, ladies and gentlemen, after 14 straight months of closing my stand ring every single day last Friday, it did not get closed. But you still technically... Yeah. Would have gotten points, if yeah. you will, yeah. for closing Te- those technically, rings. Technically. So it's not like you missed it, though. Technically, you didn't we it. won the lottery a couple months ago. Our just numbers didn't hit on the day that they picked them. So technically, technically. I'm trying to make you feel better about this. Honey. I don't know. I don't, I've been How does it make you feel? You feel sad, sad. about that? Really? I feel like it's, it's, yeah. I feel like, why even stand up anymore? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's oh. sad. If you, look, if you close your rings out there, you know what I'm talking about, people. I have pulled off the side of the road during travel, I know. got out, been with you. did jumping jacks for 10 minutes and got back in and kept driving. And you wonder if you're really an Enneagram <laughs> 3 
come on. Achievers out there, just nod your head. Yep, you feel okay. his pain. Right. You identify. My husband is definitely okay. made All of right. achiever cloth. Well, here's the thing. Here's yes. the thing. Yes, sir. I'm going to go to the prop your feet up moment. Okay. Because you might not even realize that my prop your feet up moment has something to do with what we talked about last week and my achiever self that you were just referencing. Uh-huh. Guess what? I said no to a speaking engagement that was not the right fit and mm-hmm. to being on a committee that um, was not the right fit either. So good. I said no twice in one week to two different things. Thank you very much. That's called growth. You've definitely growth. grown recently in that category. Yep, and if, said no. If you missed last week's episode, go back and listen because there's definitely some spotlights on growth of how to say no and that yeah. that's something to work that you've worked on and yep. I think you've definitely grown recently in that for thank sure. You. So thank yeah, you much. So that. as much as I like to close my rings and am the achiever type apparently at three, uh, last week I was just a normal human and said no twice. You're always a normal human, honey, but you're your special kind of human. Thank and you. that's great. I think. Thank you. Yeah, that's all good. All right, prop your feet up. All right, this one's going to sound so silly, but if you're an Amazon shopper out there, as I am, have you ever returned something? Okay, so you guys all know, you either drop it off at your local drop-off zone, it could be your Kohl's, or wherever you drop off your Amazon, whatever, that didn't work, okay, Mm -hmm. or was the wrong size, or whatever, okay? I bought what I thought was a board game, because we played games at our kids' school a couple weeks ago for a special family night, And one of the games, we had a lot of fun. So I'm like, I'm going to order that on Amazon. I ordered it and it didn't come in a board game format. It came in a card deck. And I'm like, I didn't want a deck of cards. I wanted like the same experience we had. So I went on Amazon like you do and went through the steps to return it. And as I'm like preparing to go, okay, now I got to, I like screenshot and send myself reminders. As I go to do that, it says, let me see if I wrote down the exact words. No need to return item. What? Why? Psh, I Heck, it was like the Amazon world said, here's a gift today, Julie. That sounds so silly, I know, but as someone who likes to save time and not have to do another errand, I didn't have to run another errand, use the gas money to get to the drop-off zone, and we got a free card game. Which we can donate because we're probably going to get the the, the version real one. you wanted. How right? cool is that? Yeah, that's great. I know Thank that you, sounds Amazon. silly, but to not return an item that I was returning, and they were like, "Yeah, just keep it." This I- episode is sponsored by <laughs> Amazon.com. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon, and thank you for making our lives easier. You know, Jeff Bezos was just like, here's a couple bucks, randos. You know, it was, we appreciate it. It's all good. Um, I have a little bit more. I have multiple prop your feet up. So the Amazon return item that I didn't have to return, thumbs up. I did my spring mini sessions Mm -hmm. and I had a really good time doing it. I really did. Um, The weather was supposed to be like wackadoodle crazy super high winds rain i mean i woke up to a thunderstorm the morning of my shoot it was insanity but from the couple hour window that i had it held off the sun came out when my last session finished on day one of minis the sky literally got dark again and the rain came down 15 minutes later. So one, it was an awesome experience. I got to see one of my old 
college students I hadn't seen and we figured out it to be a decade. Got to photograph her and her sweet little family. I got to see returning families that I hadn't photographed in two years. Another one I had photographed multiple times. I got to see their, you know, twins growing and it was just so cool. And then I did uh, shoot, you know, most recently locally and just had a great time with some new families and the weather was great. So that was definite prop your feet off. I'm going to give prop your feet up. I'm going to give you a third too. Just throwing this You're in there. Three? I'm doing three. I'm doing three. three. Prop your lots of feet up. Go well, ahead. Well, this one's kind of funny and we were just talking about it and I'm like, this is definitely worth sharing on the couch. So our kids school did where our kids elementary school did where the entire school reads one book. It's the world according to Humphrey. Okay. It's about this cute little hamster. Humphrey the hamster. And the whole month of March, there were different activities and, you know, fun things to do. And there was actually a school, not mascot, but like a school pet, right? Named Humphrey the hamster. And he would rotate and go to different classes. This is a real animal. This is a real animal. It's like a real pet store. Yes. In a cage. In a cage. Food. The whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing. And we would hear stories. Our daughter would be like, we got to have Humphrey in our class today. And, you know, one day she was out not feeling well and she was so bummed. She was like, mom, I think today's going to be the day that they put Humphrey through the obstacle course. And if I'm going to miss it, can you ask my teacher to take a video and send it? And I did. And she was like, it's okay, Mrs. Rando. We're going to do that tomorrow. She <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that, thanks. That's going to make her day. So she did get to see it. Anyhow, it gets to the last day in March and the school did a drawing, okay? So you had to fill out the special permission slip form, which I've heard that some parents filled it out and then called and said, please do not let, like, I'm filling this out so my kid's happy, but can you not put our name in the drawing? So you fill out this form, and every single kid in the school whose parent filled it out, which was probably, I'd say, a good 90%, okay? Lots of different names. And Rick and I are, like, looking at each other because Dylan approached us about this and like asked us to close the door. Do you remember this? It was at your office. Mm-hmm. Can you can you close the door? I have something very important to talk to you about. Then we look at each other like, oh man, I guess we're filling out a form to possibly get a new pet while crossing our fingers and sayings and prayers. Long story short, my prop your feet up. Humphrey did not come to the Rando household. However, the best thing happened. One of her closest friends... Her name got drawn. They're in the same class. They see each other at activities and she occasionally gets a chance to go hang out with her and she's been to her house before. So that's like the best case scenario. We didn't get a new pet and one of our daughter's best pals got the pet. So she gets to still see this little Humphrey hamster creature. We don't have to deal with feeding it, cleaning the cage when it passes away. None of that. We don't have to deal with any of it. Nothing. So we have a lizard. Boom. That's, as, that's, that's that's as good as it gets. That's as far as we go. Gecko Sammy, that's as good as it gets. So, yeah. So was... the school, in case you missed it, the school <laughs> has a drawing at the end of the month. And if you wanted to be considered as adoptive parents sure. for Humphrey, you could fill out the permission slip. And what Julie was saying is that a lot of parents will say, yes, I, we, we're, we're signing up. And then we'll call back the school and say, hey, take our names out. We, <laughs> we do not want this, this you know, animal. I did hear like a couple people might have done that. That's what I heard. 
Yeah, that's what the rumor mill said. We we yeah. did not do that. I did we not, were no, we were like we're no. gonna let fate, let fate we're, gonna, we're gonna do it. If we get a hamster, this is it was meant to be. Nope, but her sweet little friend got it, <laughs> who is a delight. So yeah. But yeah, that was my silly fun prop is that Humphrey found a different home. Well that wraps that wraps it up. So Julie's happy with uh, no hamsters and good weather. So all good. So listen, friends, I gotta tell you, special shout out. To my good friend Molly, who submitted nine questions, nine, for uh, an upcoming uh, uh, episode that we want to do, uh, Q&A episode. So if you have not submitted your questions, get them in, okay? Because otherwise, we're just going to be uh, talking to the same handful of people um, and, and, and their questions. So we want a lot of feedback. Yeah. Also, we've got the Disney episode that uh, we're going to record shortly. So if you have any questions about Disney, about any tips, or you want tips, you want food tips, I mean, you just let us have it, okay? Let us have it. Favorite Disney villain, bring it, you know? And those of you out there who are our friends in real life or you have our direct connections, please know that you are welcome to send us messages through the different portals that you get to us at okay generally speaking we like like i said we have a survey that's going out there via email and that will hit you very very soon um if it hasn't yet so we know we have some new subscribers out there that will will extend that to you but um yeah if you know us if you know us well and you just want to send us a quick message you guys are welcome to do that too okay yeah we love answering the questions so feel free to get those in and uh obviously rate and review and share and all that good stuff you know we we have to say it but you know it truly is how um the podcast continues to grow we picked up a couple new states we picked up a couple new countries so uh yeah yeah share it like it subscribe it the whole thing all the young people do it you know smash that like button people that's all you're gonna say so uh anyway keep being a light out there keep being great we will see you next time right here on the victory couch we're so glad you squished in Thanks, guys. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.